Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, welcome everyone to The Distraction here on Fightful.com. It is Tuesday. It is Distraction Reviews Day. I am Jeremy Lambert, joined as always by the nanny, Joseph Holbert. Joe, how are you doing today? I'm worried for so many reasons. I can't remember this film that we're about to talk about (laughs) and I watched it two hours ago. But more than that, I am very concerned that this podcast has in fact broken me. I mean, I've destroyed... I chuckled throughout this whole film, and I'm very, very worried, Jeremy. You're about to tell me that you did not share my joy. So I'm just, I'm nervous, I'm anxious, but I'm ready to go. Why would you not think I would share? I've rated know. these Hulk Hogan movies just, it's it's maybe broken the scale. It's maybe, yeah, you know, maybe. just been above average on the scale. No one knows the actual scale, so you're not quite sure. But I've rated these Hulk Hogan movies very highly. So I've, I've enjoyed all two of them so far. And I will say this now, spoiler alert, I enjoyed this one as well. Okay, I was hoping you were going to go as far as say you enjoyed this most. But we'll <laughs> get into that as a debate we'll have later. Well, I just, I don't know, I'm getting fearful. Because the, the lower that the standards get... I sense that by the end of this journey, I'm just going to be laughing from start to finish at every film we watch. So I'm very nervous about that. I'm anxious. But I'm glad we're off to a good start. We're on the same page. I just hope it doesn't get nasty when we start ranking these films, I guess is my, <laughs> is my uh, concern. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yep. We will get there at the end of the podcast. I'm okay. going to take care of a couple of things. Fightful.com, wrestling, MMA, boxing. There's an MMA show this week. Um, Jessica I is apparently on it. Sean has to cover it. I'll be on vacation. Sucks for him. (laughs) Uh, We have plenty of wrestling news. Uh, This Thursday, we've already recorded this show. This Thursday, we will travel back in time. I got a haircut, Joe. You didn't say anything, probably because you've seen me with long hair like once throughout our entire recording process. (laughs) Uh, The long hair will return on Thursday as we've already recorded a special uh, two-part episode with uh, our friends jack crosby from cbs sports and andrew thompson from post wrestling very long episode we talk about bret hart Shawn michaels debate mount rushmore wrestling 
Alexa versus Okada, uh, the NBA, plenty of, of other topics in two hours. We cover a lot of things. Not not always very timely because it was recorded last Thursday, uh, but check that out on Thursday. We're really happy with that show, and it's always fun to be joined by uh, two of our good friends. And everyone stick around through the end of that podcast. Andrew gives just a very powerful and moving speech about everything that is uh, going on in the world right now with uh, racial injustice that I encourage everyone to watch and take something away from because it was it was a fantastic speech. Um, we are trending worldwide right now. The distraction. Where's... Oh, there we yes. go. The distraction. Hashtag the distraction. Over on the other corner... Oh, my finger doesn't actually go. Joseph, point up. There you go. Yeah, right there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There he is, folks. <laughs> There's a uh, new distraction logo, and we might have a new set in the coming week. Sean has promised big changes on the distraction oh, no. with our with our layout and our set. At some point, he's actually going to listen to this show and just completely cancel us, uh, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Okay, Mr. Nanny, Joe, the, the, the final film in the Hulk Hogan trilogy. Uh, Hulk Hogan is actually, he's a wrestler. He's he's a retired he wrestler, I guess, a broken down wrestler, and he ends up becoming he's a bodyguard nowadays in this life. Uh, but as he links up with his family, these kids keep terrorizing their past nannies, and so Hulk Hogan becomes the nanny to these kids. He does. I want to stop you um, early on here because I think we need to make it clear of what we're referring to this man as because I watched the opening credits closely and I do not know <laughs> if you saw what I saw, which is that he was not listed as Hulk Hogan for this movie. No, 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 he was not. He was listed as, and I'm pretty sure about this, people can check it, feel free, Terry Hulk Hogan. And I believe the Hulk was um, in the, you know, the, the, the nickname quotes. quotation. Yeah. Yes. Which... Brings up so many questions. I'm <laughs> unsure if he was trying to just be Terry Hogan at this time, which is tremendous. Um, I like that he, you know, he, he let us in a little bit with Terry, but he would not go the full way yet, would he? He still protected the business enough that he made it clear, Hulk is not my name, but Hogan is, okay? And I respect that. So is he Terry or Hulk in this episode, Jeremy? That's what I'm asking you. Uh, we're going to refer to him as, as just Hulk. It's like when The Rock oh. tried to be like Dwayne Johnson when he yes. made that transition. Because this, this film came out in 93. So it was in like that weird transition of like WWF was trying to move away a little bit um, and, and into kind of a newer era. And then Hulk would end up appearing in, in WCW. So it was like that portion there. I think... This, you know, after the, the rousing success of No Holds Barred and Suburban Commando, he's like, I'm going to do yeah. this film, and I'm just going to become a big movie star. Like, my, my wrestling career is winding down. I'm about to be a big movie star after this. Um, and so I think he was, like, trying to transition to, like, away from Hulk Hogan into Terry Bollea. Like, The Rock did this. He's like, I'm going to transition away from The Rock and into Dwayne Johnson. And then you just realize, like, everyone knows me as this person like why even yeah. try to fight that just stick with Hulk Hogan stick with The Rock I agree but this was this would be like if Dwayne Johnson went by Dwayne Rocky Maivia and had the Rocky <laughs> in the in the in the clothes that was just, I mean like, I'm with you I by the way you mentioned like when this took place what happened to Hulk I mean I guess there was a you know pretty public trial that may have impacted it but Hulk's appearance changed drastically in very short time. Because this, to me, is WCW Hulk, visually. Yes. There's something different visually about it. Now, I guess to some people, it's the man that stole British moment at WrestleMania 9 <laughs> um, and killed poor Yoko. But 
I just see there's you know his face there's a lean kind of a, a look to it which again I'm not you know I'm not pointing any fingers here there was some stories about the time about why that could have been I'm just <laughs> there was a quick turnaround in this appearance right it felt very different to me uh he's certainly like the 24 inch pythons may have shrunken a little bit from no holds yes. barred and suburban commando but he was also playing just a regular guy and this he'd been retired you know you got to think in this film he was a retired wrestler so if he let himself go a little bit that's yeah. okay in suburban commando he's playing a cyborg from outer space or something and in no hold barred he was playing like a legitimate wrestler at that time yes. so this was retired hulk so if he let himself go that's okay i, I think he was just in the character joe i think that's all this was method acting right that's yeah. what he was doing here. <laughs> terry hulk hogan was doing some method acting. look i'm gonna just tackle the elephant in the room here hulk is way better in this film way i said that i, I that was i think Good. my only tweet about this film is like two minutes in <laughs> when he does the scene with the fish is more range than he had shown yes. in either of the previous two movies we'd watch now, what I will say is his performance certainly declines as the movie goes on. It's yes. not one, I, I, I don't know what order they shot this in. The first 20 minutes, I was thinking, man, Hulk has made some strides. He may have a future in this industry. Um, but then he, he slowly, he starts to deteriorate back into the the man that we met in um, in No Holds Barred and Suburban Clano. But it, I think overall, we both agreed here. It's good to see, again, he was. This was progress for Hulk, right? Or Terry? He he took a big leap here. Did Terry Hulk Hogan? Very good. Uh, definitely, one hundred percent. I thought he was better in this one than the past two films. As you said, it did go downhill, but I think it needed to go downhill it because did. he was yeah. working with the kids, and then he was getting back into wrestling mode when uh, you know, you get to the climax, and he's got to save the family and everything. Just retired Hulk Hogan is a great actor. Maybe an award-winning actor. Yeah, uh, speaking of great <laughs> actors, was you excited to see any of the cameos? There were many, many cameos in the opening credits as Hulk has a flashback about his wrestling days and many men have beaten him up in a ring. <laughs> I mean, they just... Look, I can't believe it took him this long to get Beefcake uh, a role in one of these films. I think that was the, the biggest surprise is that... You know, you got Afa and uh, who else was there? Uh, Kamala and George Steele. Was Kamala there? Yes. Maybe I'm making that up. He was, um, yes. Okay. So you, so you got a, a few different people there. And they literally, they just play themselves, the wrestling versions of themselves. And they're just like beating up Hulk Hogan in a wrestling ring. They they don't have to show much in this film. Um, but I was surprised that it took Beefcake uh, this long to get a cameo. I, like, Why wasn't he the henchman alongside The Undertaker? I mean, he should have been. He actually could have been, in fact. But I, am I wrong in saying that this was like a um, a precursor to the Zodiac character? Yeah, that's what I thought when, you know, I <laughs> saw, it, you know, it was 1993, but like this was the Zodiac. Yes. Did, did, I don't know how this was, was done. It was like, maybe Beefcake had this idea. He was a man of many faces, Joe. I don't know if you he know was. Um, he was. But maybe Beefcake like had this idea and, and so uh, they did it in this film, and WCW saw this. Like, you know that character you played in uh, in Mr. Nanny? Let's bring that to, to WCW. And then, you know, they added the Dungeon of Doom and everything. This was the Dungeon of Doom right here, beating up Hulk Hogan. I mean, yeah, it was, it was pretty close. I, um, 
I wonder, I'm going to propose a theory, I wonder if this was another case of them remaking a film and hoping no one would ever notice and it just <laughs> got lost. Because this is another deal where I thought I'd seen this film. Pretty sure I've never seen this film. I, mean, oh, no. I had no idea he was a wrestler. No clue. This one I knew fairly well. Um, oh, wow. I, I, I seen Mr. Nanny more times than I would like to actually mention on air uh but i i'd saw this i'd seen this film a handful of times when i was a kid because i i grew up a hulk hogan fan during the wcw days and and so like when you know he first jumped to wcw and was like this is a big star and everything I, w- I would watch more this film because you know this was a kid film no holds barred mm-hmm. wasn't super kid no. friendly suburban commando kind of the same thing like this was a kid's film so i i watched this yeah uh, a few amount of times. <laughs> that's uh, for a minute. I forgot we were doing a podcast that was like intended to be comedic. I was like, man, I'm really worried about where Jeremy's going. <laughs> like, he was like explaining yourself. He was like, yeah, yeah, look, man, it wasn't my fault. I just liked him in WCW. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do want to credit them. Uh, last week, I was very critical. Uh, last week, or one of these weeks, reviewed a bad film. It felt as though every week we watched a film in which the professional wrestler had to be taught how to like emote and express himself. They flipped that here, right? Tables were turned. It seemed to me, Jeremy, this was layered, so you may not agree. We have you know, different perspectives on this art, but it seemed to me that in this film, the wrestler had to show the, the non-wrestler, the father of these kids, how to emote and express himself. How beautiful was that? Yeah, I agree with you. I Look, I thought Hogan was actually better than, I don't know, who was it? Alex, was that his name? Alex, the dad. The dad's name was Alex. Um, he was better like, acting-wise. Yeah, I thought he was better than the dad. Just going to say. That rules. I, I did not think the dad was very good in this film. And I thought Hulk Hogan completely outshined him in this movie. That is one of the most insulting things I've <laughs> said. Now, I don't know how to reply. I have seen the actor, uh, the gentleman that played that role. in. He's in My Cousin Vinny. And he is a stuttering uh, character. Very funny. Anyone's watching this and thinking about watching a film, watch My Cousin Vinny and Not Mr. Nanny. That's my recommendation early on. But anyway, oh, dare you. I don't know if he's like a revered actor. I'm praying right now he is. I'm hoping <laughs> there is a film buff watching this that is like, oh my good, what has he just said? But I mean, that was certainly a hot take. I can't believe he didn't leave with that. You shouldn't have even introduced me. You should have just came straight out with it and thrown it just immediately open the show with that i'm looking to see if he's won like any awards he has been nominated he was in a beautiful mind uh he was nominated for a sag award for outstanding performance and a beautiful mind look if hulk hogan was in a beautiful mind next to russell crowe instead of this guy hogan would have won that award all right sure look i'm i'm almost ready to open up the case of whether or not this was a missed opportunity for hulk i'm i'm ready to blame eric bischoff I feel like there was money to be made here in Hollywood because we're saying it. We saw the progression, right? We saw the development, and um, I think Eric took it from him, all for professional wrestling angles. What a shame. I think you... I'm with you. I think Hogan was showing (laughs) growth. I think you've got to give Hulk Hogan, you know, tougher roles. than Look, no holds barred. They were like, go play a wrestler, and Hogan's like, all right, I I know how to play Hulk Hogan. Rip him up. Yeah, so that's what he did. Uh, Suburban Commando... (laughs) He played a robot. Can can we not agree that he was a very good robot in that film? I mean, when you put it that way, it really does do him a favor because he excuses every flaw of his act. He's yes. like, yeah, man, he's right. What, what do you want him to do? He's not going to emote. Right? That was just the way he was supposed to. Yeah, this is a good point. I can't argue with this. Um, 
I'm trying to think now. See, my issue, your issue was with the with the father here, right? Acting wise. Yes. I had a big issue with the with the young boy, the young the young man who. Okay, I'm gonna just expose myself. <laughs> Jeremy, time. Can we get into the lead villain of this film, who is quite possibly, and I don't want to be I don't want to be hyperbolic here. I just want to be honest. Maybe the greatest character in the history of cinema. That's my Dan- take on it. Thanatos. What's his name? Thanatos. Tremendous name. It's <laughs> befitting, befitting what he is in this film. He is like it's so incredible how great this man is in this this. He has a, a plate on his head. Yes. And like what I just described to you, imagine it in the most overt, insane <laughs> fashion possible. Like he just has a shiny top on top of his skull. And when he gets angry, he just di- directly puts his head down like this and just just dives into someone with his head. Is and it a juggernaut? Hogan, yes, Hogan sells this for like five minutes of the film. He's just <laughs> ramming him with his head. He's head butting him up. He's like... I was in awe. I actually think I'm going to do the first comparison now. The villain in No Holds Barred that we loved, he doesn't even come close to this shiny-headed man. This man was tremendous. He was pure evil. I loved him. He he was great. He he reminded me a lot of just Braun Strowman just running into things, running around, and yes. like the the way you beat this guy is just move. Like that's that's all you got to yes. do. Just get out of the way, uh, and things will be fine. Um, I liked. <laughs> Like we gotta explain why this guy has this giant metal dome because this explanation rules. Okay, it, this is such a great. It all tied back. So Thanatos is trying to steal this microchip from from Alex, and and this is the big like overarching uh, evil plot that he has. And, and Alex has hired Hulk Hogan to to babysit his kids while all of this is going on. Yes, but it all comes full circle because Thanatos was actually the man who kind of got Hulk Hogan out of the wrestling business because he wanted Hogan to throw a match. And a Hogan, draw. yes. This is what you wanted him to do. Yeah. And Hogan, he wasn't going to do it. He's not about okay. that. No, it's all a shoot, brother. And Hogan's yes. going over. Um, so, you know, they confront him backstage and everything. And Sherman Helmsley is uh, Hogan's manager here. And they confront him backstage. They go up. They they fight on a roof and everything. And Thanatos has like this giant head of hair, like huge, yes. like sideshow Bob. Think picture like sideshow Bob, like kind of afro hair. He's very proud of it too. Yes, right? very very proud of it. Yes. Uh, and they're fighting on the roof. And Hulk Hogan back bodies drops him off of uh, the roof, and it, he falls down and he hits a pool. Anyway, okay, that makes sense. He goes into the pool and maybe that's how. Uh, he needed to lose his head, get this metal plate. No, no, no. The pool is empty. He lands head first into this concrete cement pool. I would, I think, I'm pretty sure it's concrete cement. He lands head first into this, but instead of like killing him, his his head, his hair, softens the blow. And Sherman Helmsley is like, his brains are everywhere, but it's okay. It just put like you know a giant metal plate where his skull should have been, and he lived. And he's fine, and he has like no other type of like impact. Like he can walk fine, he can move. He's not yes. paralyzed or anything like this. He just has a giant metal plate where his skull should be, where the top of his skull should be. That's what happens. Maybe he fell on the second roof of the pool. Maybe it was like uh, <laughs> uh, the giant, where you know, maybe that's what happened with the giant, with the monster. He fell off True. and he, he just fell into a concrete pool, and instead of. Uh, 
um, instead of dying, he just uh, he, he had a metal leg or a metal foot. And we just don't know about it. We look, we've never seen the Big Show's feet, have we? Maybe it's a metal foot. Maybe. Look, I uh, <laughs> I can't believe that that description is a real thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not making I, any of that up. That's legitimately no. what happens in this movie. Um, I I was I'm pretty sure it was also explained that that the the kind of mechanism they built on his head was done while he was in prison was that not what they said i'm pretty sure yeah said, I, I guess he went to prison for attempted murder because he shot yes, sherman helmsley he did in the leg yes now i had assumed that he had this skull because like maybe he because he was a criminal he just got like some you know wild guy to do it for him right like he's a wild man he doesn't care but like, this was the actual procedure needed to save this man's head, <laughs> which makes me just, I'm so fascinated by what his head looked like before they put this thing on his head, because I don't know what it possibly, I mean, you're right, he actually says, and I'm, I'm hoping this was just him kind of using some colourful phrasing, but he was like, yeah, his brains are everywhere, but who cares, right, they got his head back on. Like, what do you mean they got his head back on? It's a plate. It's not his head, it's a plate where his head once was. Jeremy, I, I haven't looked. I don't want to pick holes in this. But the fact that we haven't just immediately spoken about his character, I'm disappointed in both of us, okay? Because the, as soon as you see him, you know it's going to be golden. <laughs> Everything we've just laid out, that comes about an hour later as a backstory. So the fact that he's linked with Hogan, even better. But the fact, I want to just reiterate this, the fact that all that he actually came out of this with is a new weapon to destroy people with as he just rams them with the top <laughs> of his skull is one of the greatest things ever it truly is like this film okay for the first half of this film i didn't even think this was like so bad it's good i just thought it was like fine kids film i didn't, honestly didn't think it was that bad the second half is peak so bad it's good cinema. Yes. and he's he's the highlight he's the centerpiece just it, the the whole montage of him just using his head to kill terry hulk hogan for like five <laughs> minutes of action is some of the best thing I've ever seen in my life. It was incredible. My favorite part of him trying to murder Hulk Hogan is not actually him like using his head. It's the flashback scene with the wrestling. And he's very angry that, you know, they, they wouldn't throw this match. And he's so he's got a gun and he's gonna shoot Hogan. And he's got one bullet in this gun, Joseph. Yes. There's one. one bullet. He fires off the shot. Sherman Helmsley jumps in the way. Helmsley gets shoot shot in the leg. Look, his aim sucks, first off, because he was only going to get Clip Hogan in the leg if he actually, if the bullet got yes. to Hogan. Uh, but he fires up, and then he, like, is ready to pull the trigger, like, he's going to shoot another one, and he's got no bullets. How do you not know, like, how many bullets are in your gun? Where do the rest of his bullets go? That's what I want to know. He just has a loaded yeah. gun with one bullet? I know, he's great. <laughs> I uh, the, the reason I brought him up, anyway, I have to expose myself here, is because... In No Holds Barred, there's like this wild moment of violence where the villain in that film, whose name again I forget, just punches the love interest. Like out of nowhere. It's yes. like, whoa, what just happened? And we both kind of spoke ill of it, and rightly so. It was you know, it didn't fit in that film. I'm gonna tell you now, Jeremy, when <laughs> this man with the silver head punched that little boy in the face, I literally almost cried laughing. I look, I'm I'm putting hands on the table here. Is this good of me? No. Is it right? No. But legitimately 
He just punches this kid in the face, and it is as sudden and as quick. It is incredible. <laughs> There's not even a cell. The kid just falls down, stands up, and he's like, wow, that was mean. And he's like, yeah, I've got a silver head, man. Come at me. It was tremendous. <laughs> I was in awe of this. Because the kid had been annoying me. I'm going to be honest, guys. The kid had been annoying me. I know it's not right. I shouldn't laugh at this kind of violence. But it is, like, just so sudden. This guy, was he was ready to do anything, man. Anything it took for this chip, he was doing it. The kid gets punched in the face. I thought the better scene was when Hulk Hogan's getting drowned by this Arnold Schwarzenegger light guy. Um, yes. And the kid jumps on the back uh, of this guy and he tosses him down and he kicks the kid in the face. But instead of the kid, they just like, you know, he's on all fours and he got kicked in the face. Instead of him just like, you know, falling over, flipping over, yes. he slides across the floor <laughs> like he's a curling puck or something. He, he was just bumping around like that Dolph Ziggler in a raw match or something. It was tremendous. He was, was just getting hit everywhere. And then Hogan's big line was it was like, you shouldn't hit kids. Yeah. Bang. Like, oh, good one. Really good. He still does that in this film. There are still moments where Hogan is entrusted with like a line that's supposed to really hit, and it just misses one. <laughs> like there's one where he's like, he says to Dad, he's like, "Why don't you speak to your kids, huh? You're saying bad to them." And he's like, "What? What is he talking? About? It's just he has these moments." But I'm glad we both enjoyed the graphic violence towards that poor young man. I'm sorry, but he's he's a dick throughout most of the film, correct? Like he just we he's, understand why the kids are mean, but my God, he is real mean. He's trying to kill Hulk Hogan throughout the film yeah he's trying to choke him with the the weight bar and and all of this stuff he's trying to shock him and uh set him on fire and whatnot like yeah he's trying to kill hulk hogan throughout this film yes that is again no exaggeration actually happens in the film oh by the way in the closing action scene that we have now just spoken about the whole time and rightly (laughs) so it's beautiful i enjoyed um hogan's manager (laughs) When he said his hands are taped up, right, tied together, <laughs> just fires like 100 bullets to split this. <laughs> like he has the gun with his feet, I think is what happened, right? Yeah. And he's just firing the trigger and he's holding his hands here to split them. <laughs> 15 seconds of film, just bullets just, just exploding everywhere while he tries to split his hands. Incredible faith there. It is uh, his, his ability on the trigger with his feet. This whole quote, again, look, we, every week now we're going to try and locate one scene. Here's the deal, guys. This film, there is probably about 50 minutes of it that is like standard kids' movie fodder. And I thought it was fine. I had fun with some of it. Hogan is, um, he still has his moments where you can just laugh at his face. It's great. <laughs> but the action down the stretch is like elite levels, right? It is incredible how happy it just goes all the way to the other end of the scale. I loved it. Uh, it is the, the closing stretch. It's an Okada match, essentially. You know, stuff yes. happens for 30 minutes, and people are like, okay, this is good. Like, everything's technically good. There's some good moments and whatnot. And then it hits that closing stretch, and you're like, oh, greatest man. match of all time. So that, that's exactly. what this film is. This is you're Nowhere else are you going to compare Mr. Nanny to a, an Okada <laughs> match. Nowhere else. I mean, we haven't even spoken about Fanatos. Uh, that was his name? Fanatos? Yeah, Fanatos. His death is... And all <laughs> like, am I, am I wrong in saying that he just vanishes into space and his head falls off? Is that what happened? Yeah, something he like that. He disappears into the sky. Like, he gets shot. So the, the father and uh, his son, Alex and Alex Jr., I believe, I'm yes. right in saying, uh, were like tech wizards. So while Hulk is being headbutted by the silver-headed man, 
they are like doing something that is going to explode this man. I think is what happened. I did not listen to what they're explaining. He was doing the thing. You know the movie thing where they just tap a load of buttons? It's like, they're smart. They'll figure it out. It's fine. <laughs> they they insert then, a rod into a, a doohickey yes, and yes. all this stuff. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then Thanatos like just closes his eyes for a big head bar and he's going full like dynamite kid with this one. Like He's launching himself. <laughs> And Hogan moved years ago, and he just goes into this big rod thing, and he explodes him, and he spins for ages <laughs> and ages, and then he gets fired off into the sky, and it seems to me he's gone into, like, another planet, another dimension, I don't know. But his head, the, the, plate, the, the, the plate that kept his head together falls back, and it looked like a, um, you know, like the, the shape of an Easter egg, you know, chocolate Easter egg deal, and you split it in half? Legitimately what this man's head was. I don't know how he'd been surviving with this kind of texture, <laughs> On his skull, it was not uh, the high level of science they appeared to be. I can confirm. Do you think we can get Thanatos and Suburban Commando 2 as, like, he gets shot into space, whoever the bad guys yes. are in Suburban Commando, they, like, save him. They rescue him, right? Yes. Even though he doesn't have a head or anything like that. Look, th- this man, if he can fall 50 feet into a concrete pool and uh, his hair save him, we-, we can come up with this this bit as well. Uh, they save him, they piece him back together like a Darth Vader type thing. And so yes. he is the main bad guy it, it, alongside, uh, I don't remember our pitch for Suburban Commando 2, but he he and this guy work together in Suburban Commando 2 to take down now Hulk Hogan, whether he's playing, what was his name in that film? Chef? I, I, Shep. 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 Yeah. Uh, Shep, his name in this film, Sean Armstrong. So Shep Armstrong, we're just going to combine Hulk Hogan characters here. They work together to take down Shep Armstrong. I'm all in. But now that you have crossed paths here, I know you want to rank the three films, but I have a bit that I would like to get into. And it, it, look, I'm going to be honest. It does, it muddies the waters a little bit. But I feel now is the time. I have 10 versions of Hulk Hogan listed here in my notes section. <laughs> I am not looking for a ranking of 1 to 10, but I would like us, by the end of this podcast, by the end of this journey, to have a, a gold medalist, a silver, and a bronze. Okay, I want a top three. We need to unite on this, Jeremy. We're not doing two separate lists. Okay, I'm going to list off now, for the audience home, the 10 candidates available for the greatest Hulk Hogan ever. That we've seen, anyway, because there are others. But I just wanted to do this now while we had 10. Outside choice is what we're starting with. AWA Hogan sense he's not making the cut, but he's in. He's on the board. Okay. We then move to classic Hulkamania. Then Rip feels like a favourite. Gonna be honest with you. Okay. <laughs> Shep, Sean, whatever his second name was in this. His name is literally Sean. So Sean I, Armstrong. I just said. Yes, Sean. What's the product? Okay. Skinny WCW Hogan. I know what you're thinking. Is he the same as Sean? No, he is not, but maybe yes, he is, okay? <laughs> Hollywood Hogan, WWE Nostalgia Hogan, where, you know, they cheered him in Toronto and Rock made a point of being the heel. He definitely wasn't booed. Just making that clear. Keep killing it, JL. <laughs> TNA Hogan, or the best Hogan of all, uh, WrestleMania co-host with Alexa Bliss Hogan. <laughs> I, would, <laughs> I would like... I thought the best know. Hogan of all was going to be AEW banned Hogan, but okay. No. He was he was on he was on the the, uh, the bubble okay. Oh, I would like to know who we're going with here. I want a gold medalist, I want a silver, I want a bronze. Let's just settle this once and for all. I'm I'm putting look Shep is my favorite version of Hulk Hogan because he it's a literal it's a literal robot like it's no, a robot. No. Yes, Shep no. Hogan rules. 
No, I refuse. He has to. the skateboard. Mid- Look, he 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 Mid- learns rules. from his mistakes. He rules. Look, I'll, where are you ranking Shep? Does Shep get a medal in your rankings? We have to come to a consensus hmm. here. You said this. This could be we very do. difficult. We're, we're doing it. Look, I don't care how long it goes. We're doing it. Okay. <laughs> I think Rip is better than Shep for many reasons. Okay. His attempts at romance, some of the greatest things I've ever seen in film. That's fair. That's fair. He, he is the ultimate fighting machine, and he is not. An, he's not like an alien. He's just a human that beats people to death in a wrestling ring. He's an animal. <laughs> And he kills the head yeah, of another but, See, I think I think in an actual fight, are we talking about like a fight? Like, what are no, we talking? Okay, just absolute peak greatness. Like, okay, here's here's, here's how I'm going to frame this for you. Okay, imagine Hogan knows best, the reality show. If you could insert one of these versions, what is your top three options? So you could have shit the <laughs> character as a real life human on the Hogan. Wasn't that reality just show. what Hulk Hogan was on that reality? <laughs> Look, show. I don't know. I've never watched the show. You thought the right way to position this. Okay. That's how I'm framing it. It's just talking about entertainment here. Not Ultimate Fighting Machine. I'm aware that the cyborg has the lead in that. <laughs> I just want to know. Look, I mean, here's the deal. We can't... Are you a Hollywood Hogan guy, Jeremy? Uh, I mean, he was he was fine for a week or so. After that, are you we, know, it was the same Are kinda... we going to end up just about top three being the movie characters? Oh, probably. Like, like, wrestling Hulk Hogan... Look, I, I loved Hulk Hogan growing up. Looking back on that now, it's like, all right, this guy kind of what? Where does the New Japan Hulk Hogan rank? Everyone tells me New Japan Hulk Hogan is amazing. Best Listen, worker of all time. If I see one more person post that <laughs> clip in which he does like a five seconds of chain wrestling, it's over. I'm done. It's podcast. <laughs> I, I, if I see that with the caption and people say Hulk can't wrestle, fire emoji. Done. I'm out of here. Okay? I'm retired. It's finished. I'm tired of it, okay? But yeah, you're right. He should have been on here. You can take off the AWA version if you would like. I was just doing that for the historians. All the other it's clips like, they love too. It's the people, one where he's like, go ahead. Oh, when people post those clips, it's like the, the basketball. Like, they post like this three Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Like a clip of like Kyle Singler, uh, you know, yes. doing a cool dribble move and maybe a lab's like Kyle Singler could ball and then the, the emoji with the smoke coming out of his nose, like that that's the uh Hulk Hogan could wrestle clip. Yes, and the other classic Hogan New Japan deal is that clip where he's like he talks about the WWF title, which is the toy. And it's like it's obviously just Hulk being Hulk, like just an absolute lying <laughs> working wrestler, right? And without fail, someone posted it and the replies were like, even Hulk knew, man. Look at that shit. That's crazy. <laughs> That's wild. They post like GIF of Academy, like, damn right, Hulk. You're ahead of your time. Um, anyway, he can be on the list. I don't know if he's making it. 
Jeremy, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think he's making it. I'm looking at TNA Hogan, and I'm grinning right now, okay? Because here's the things you have to remember with TNA Hogan. The immortal back tattoo, tremendous. <laughs> like, elite levels, elite levels of self-awareness. The whole deal of, like, uh, like make an impact brother and, like, ripping up formats only to do exactly play-by-play play what everyone expects to do. <laughs> Cannot be ignored. That oh, is an elite I, level. Look, if we're putting any wrestling Hogan to getting a medal, uh, TNA Hogan is on the medal stand because I'm with you on all of that. The <laughs> uh, trying to make Abyss the next Hulk Hogan that uh, just amazing. Oh. Like the Ring brother is like Lord of oh, the Rings. Oh. Like Hogan just had just watched Lord of the Rings. It's like this Ring's got power, brother. When you have this, you're a Hall of Famer. And Abyss might be. I don't know. He's a producer now in WWE. He might be a future WWE Hall of Famer. So, True. yeah, I look, TNA, TNA Hogan, if we're putting any wrestling Hogan in the medal stand, that's the one. What about the co-host of WrestleMania with Alexa Bliss? <laughs> he almost single-handedly got Alexa cancelled on WrestleMania night. Do you know how impressive that is? They posed together and such. It was very controversial, Jeremy. I think... <laughs> I'm with you. Okay, look, let's come to a conclusion here, okay? You want Shep, don't you? You want Shep. Is Sean the one that we're leaving off of the characters to get on TNA Hogan? I think Sean has to be the one that gets left Yes. Off. Okay, so that brings us to Rip, Shep, and TNA Hogan. <laughs> which is a triple threat of all triple threats, may I say. Um, look, I'm going with Rip 1. You're going with Shep. This is real tough. I, What's I, your I, argument for Shep here? I, I want him to just get this clear. But I thought we were talking like if we put all these men in a fight, Shep is killing all of these guys. Um, if we're yes. if we're talking just pure entertainment, I do think Shep was very entertaining, especially when he tried to. Uh, it, why does Hogan do this thing in all these films where he like tries to parent these kids? He hates kids. He hates kids in this yes. film too. By the way, he, he says does. that multiple times. He hates children. Um, but then he ends up becoming the better parent. So I don't know, but you know, Shep was the original version of, of Sean, I guess. Um, but I, I, I can go with, I can go with Rip. You're right. Rip was very good on an entertainment level. I still think Shep was entertaining as well. I was giving him the boost because I thought we were talking about a fist fight here. We were talking about world war three and Hogan's never lost in that battle Royal. I'll give you I'll give you Rip at number one. I think we go Rip, Shep, and TNA Hogan. Is that fair? I'm looking here at the lineup, and I I think I can confirm that is fair. I think okay. I'm I'm fine with that. I I like that we're showing love to TNA Hogan because he's the only version that never gets any love at all. But <laughs> we we find a like a comedic value of that character was um it was something else. And also we mustn't forget that he's big idea, not just the abyss. His big idea of making AJ Styles Ric Flair Jr. all time. <laughs> an absolute all time in wrestling history. But yes, I'm, I'm with you. I, I can see where you're going with Shep. Look, Shep is great, but the thing with Rip is he does that Hulk Hogan thing where, like, his way of showing rage is he'll just sort of spit everywhere for no apparent reason. So you get a bit of Hogan, but then you also get that he's just, he's a lunatic, right? Let's not forget the motorbike scene in that, in that, uh, in No Holds Barred. I mean, that is peak violence in cinema so i'm with you rip shit tna hogan what a challenge but we've done it in the end Jeremy. we have passed the test 
And the, the answers are in. It's done. No more debate in this topic, please. Where does Nostalgia Hogan rank? Because look, the absolute I, bomb. His some of the stuff isn't good. The Undertaker feud when he can't get the bike to start and when he's getting dragged around the arena on the back of the bike, some of that stuff is amazing. Okay, I'm changing my mind. I'm changing my mind. That is maybe this is the other thing, and this is gonna be a tangent, guys. I'm sorry. I'm watching 2005 WWE right now. Okay, and Shawn Michaels is doing this. He's doing these promos about like. Basically, he actually says in the promo, he's like, I've been doing five star matches, and all you can do is like put his hand to his ear. And I am watching them just so happy that Hulk outpolitics this man in about <laughs> it's like three weeks away in my watch along. And I the fact that he did that to Sean means that he is legitimate. Like he could be a contender to win the thing. I'm gonna be honest, now that you've brought it up, now I'm thinking my mind is right. the issue is it's just also the whole the taker deal was just extraordinary in so many levels, right? <laughs> like just all of it was just man, nostalgia Hogan is very close to TNA Hogan as far as just and also he gives us more matches. Like in TNA, how many matches is Hogan have? Five, maybe. Yeah, not Less many. Than that? Yeah. Man, does nostalgia Hogan might take this. <laughs> I'm not sure. I um, I'm trying to think how much we got out of nostalgia Hogan. The Sean deal itself is just incredible, right? Like they're supposed to knock a series of matches, and he's like, "What we're actually gonna do is I'm just gonna win and never wrestle you again." Thanks, Sean. <laughs> really appreciate that, man. So he may actually be third. Are we taking out TNA Hogan right now? Is that uh, what we it, It's close, but like you like the Sean part. Like I like the Undertaker feud with him not getting the bike to start. That's an all-time thing where yeah. he just can't get. He's supposed to drive up and go after the Undertaker, and the bike doesn't start, and then he just ends up walking up the ramp as Taker like runs away and everything and then he comes back down he finally gets the bike to start and whatnot but yes like that's an all and then getting dragged around the arena he's got a like skeleton crew getting <laughs> uh flung around the arena and everything some of that stuff is just hilarious yes. absolutely hilarious and look if he didn't tell the rock that the rock was gonna win he could have won that match but the True. rock you know hogan had to tell okay brother you got this one this is all you Dwayne. uh and I think Nostalgia Hogan has a real good argument. You you completely dismissed this at first, and now uh, now we might give him the bronze medal. I'm just I'm also thinking about the Taker match too, like that absolute just disgrace of a match where he gets that <laughs> he gets about two inches off the floor to choke slam, and it's just like His neck in was many hurting. ways that is peak Hogan. Just so <laughs> it encapsulates everything about him that makes him him for better and often worse. I guess also TNA Hogan, there's a certain sadness that I feel is not as there. It's not as rich because in TNA Hogan, like bless him. He's he, I don't know if he believed he was going to make an impact brother, but there was certainly very little impact made brother. You know, nostalgia Hogan is there for nostalgia and he delivers it, but just in comedic fashion. So, you know what? You're right. You've turned the tide on my dislike of Shawn Michaels. He's also encouraging me to do this bronze medal. <laughs> is now WWE Nostalgia Hogan, which I think spans from, like, what, 2002 to 2005, six around there? Something like that, that, that period of time. Yeah, when was the Orton feud? I think that was 2006. Okay. He wins that feud, right? Yeah, of course he does. That is insane. <laughs> no one can talk about that. Is it a terrible match? I don't know if you've seen it. I remember watching that back in the day, and people were just, like, convinced, like, 
No, Orton. Orton's, he's a legend killer. He's got to go over <laughs> on this thing. Like, of course he's going to win this. And Hogan's just like, no. No, he's not winning yeah. this match. Like, Bob never beat me. His son ain't beating me either. I don't know what you're talking about. It's amazing because Orton has a finish where, like, you can lose to him a hundred times and never look bad, right? Because it's, he could just be caught by it. But no, he must drop the leg. He must vote. <laughs> I, I'm going to give him the benefit of that and assume that Randy... I felt that time that was when Randy got himself in some like hot water, right? That was when he had the you know the heat and the. I think his antics may have caught up to him, but for the sake of comedy, I'm going to just say no. Hogan said, "No way, <laughs> I'm dropping <laughs> this leg and I'm posing. That's what we're doing tonight, pal." Hogan's like, "I'm leg slapping and you're going down, buddy." <laughs> leg slap. Randy Orton is the great. Listen to me. Anyone who watched the show that read Randy's tweet and was like, "Oh, screw that guy, he's lazy. Get out." He's cold with it, okay? Randy Orton rules. Anyway, so that was our free. Rip, Shep, Nostalgia Hogan. Back to Mr. Nanny, Jeremy. <laughs> uh, you didn't like the, the son's performance. What did you think of the daughter's performance? I thought she was good. I did too. I thought she was good. I thought, that's why I didn't like him. It felt to me he was exposed. You know, it was he was shown up by the superior. The daughter was good, I thought. But am I wrong in saying he was more of a focus? I felt like there was more of a focus on the, on the yeah. son. It, it yeah. was. I mean, I mean he son. was... He was Alex Jr. And he's actually this apparently really smart kid who it took him forever to he gets beat up by these bullies, I guess, his whole life. And then he realizes, hey, if I just put on the shock wallet, I can get these bullies away from me. He doesn't realize this until the great parenting advice of Hulk Hogan and Sherman. Can you explain that mechanism to me or are you unsure too? Because I have no idea. Here's my question. Does he have a way to open it without getting shot? Or is it just you open it, you're shot? This is my question. Well, it looked like they were grabbing on to like the string wire. And and so like that's the part that, that actually like shocks you. Not the not opening the wallet. But okay. then at the you know, when Hulk Hogan uses it, it is like you open it and, and you Spice. get the shock. Yeah. So I maybe he, he rubs something on his hands. Maybe there's some type of oil that you can rub on your hands to where you can open it and yeah. it, it it lessens the shock or just keeps the shock down. I don't know. Uh, and these bullies clearly did not have that on sanitize folks. This is why you have to sanitize your hands. Yeah. Um, I just was thinking like, he must've been so confident. He was going to bump into these two kids because otherwise he just would be stuck with a wallet. That couldn't be open. <laughs> like, he was just walking around. Like, I wish they'd just come up and get this over with. I cannot open my wallet right now. It would, it would explode in my, but it was, I mean, it was impressive. I'm with you that, it's weird that Hogan kind of like got him to make that move, even though he's the real smart kid. I don't know. I, there was that tremendous scene where they were looking in the mirror and uh, yes, like Hogan was teaching him like attitude. And I look, I'm sure that even now at this point in his life, Hulk Hogan could beat me up. And <laughs> never as a man looked less comfortable in fighting position than Hulk Hogan does in this particular scene. Like he is, he's doing like the Ric Flair, like hitting himself. And it's, it's wild. It's just, it's again, it's just, this film ruled, Jeremy. I'm I'm saying it. This film was tremendous in every way. I want a Hogan film to deliver. This ticked every box. It was just great. Uh, it was a fantastic film. Um, we had another plot of hire. You know, the goon, the bad part. Thanatos hires somebody to infiltrate the inside. Yes. We saw this in No Holds Barred, and we saw this here, where the, this guy who works with uh, Alex Senior has been hired to try to steal the chip from the inside. And then he ends up getting the, the neck brace and everything, the full headgear, mm-hmm. uh, lazy plot. 
stop that. We don't need this this inside man type of stuff. I don't he like. He has it. been in so many of these films. He's actually amazing. Um, I will agree with your point. However, the scene in which he's unable to speak and explains with notes why he betrayed <laughs> Alex is actually good, right? Like he's like, "Why would you do this?" And he just pulls out money. That was great. And then he dies anyway. Bless him. Yeah, he had no say in the matter. But um, I'm with you. And it's, I feel like we've watched. Remember last week I was like, um, "All of these films are 90 minutes." I don't even have to check anymore. This one checked in like <laughs> 80 minutes. And they, to be fair to them, they didn't need a montage at the end for 80 like the Marine did. But <laughs> I'm just dreading the day that one of us picks one of these films and it's like two hours and 30. It's going to be like, oh my good God, what have we done? But for now, we have managed to find the same group of films just over and over and over again, which I'm very <laughs> proud of, I must admit. I'm a little worried my next pick oh, no. might be... Oh, no a little bit longer i really don't know how long the film is i've never okay. seen it uh i'm a little worried let me check the the runtime oh it. god it's, this could be the end like, you could be watching the end of the distraction live man. <laughs> uh the runtime is oh oh boy oh oh no oh boy uh i might have to rethink look i i think it's gonna be worth it you can you can okay. yell at me if it's not uh, I'll reveal. I will watch it in segments if I have to. It's okay. fine. Yeah. Pick your pick and we'll, we'll, we'll judge it next week, okay? We'll, just, we'll leave it like that. All right. Um, do you, Anything else about this film that struck you? I just want to know why it didn't win an Academy Award or two. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, guys, I'm certain this is a bad film. Like, if you watch this thinking that it's good and you get mad at me, please, just know. I have watched so many bad films for this program that this, to me, was like... Like, there was very few moments in this where I, was, I thought to myself, this is terrible. Even though it probably was terrible, it avoided that feeling. So for that reason, I, don't, I can't praise it enough. I had great fun with this. I'll go admit. Uh, I thought it was great. It was everything that I, re- I remembered it being when, from when I watched it as a kid. Maybe even better, because I see it with wow. adult eyes now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was... it was a good piece of business. Good piece of business, Joe. What, yes. is, your, what is your ranking? on this film okay and um, what is my highest yet jeremy do we know that can we pull yes. that information up I, I have the rankings right here your highest rated film is uh surprisingly stuber at six out of ten oh, i am going to give this film an eight out of ten jeremy wow Abbott. is that i mean that is insane talk guys i'm gonna be honest with you but look we're, we're going all in we're committing to this this was tremendous fun this really was an Okada film for you because you were like the, the first half of this film, not a lot going on, not that yeah. great. And then, but like that closing scene, you're just like, just elevated to a whole new level. Yes. Like just completely something, something completely different. Like in eight, Joe, the first half, you just threw away the whole first half and it was like eight. Look, I, um, <laughs> I love heels. Okay. And this film features the greatest heel I've probably ever seen. <laughs> I'm actually devastated that Eric Bischoff did not bring this character into WCW. I am enraged, actually. <laughs> this character is, like you said Juggernaut earlier, right? Like yeah. It is an actual... The thing is, I want to say a comic book character, but it's even better because they try to make him like edgy, even though he's the most wacky guy in the world and he has a shiny head. <laughs> like, guys, just watch him. I don't know, he's... He steals the show. Eight out of ten. I'm sticking with it. 
My highest is Suburban Commando at seven stars. Look, I liked this film. I don't think it, it was as good as Suburban Commando. I, I've already proven that I'm a big fan of Ship. And yes. um, I, I, unlike you, I can't throw away the first half of this film. The closing stretch was great. Thanatos was great. The first half and a lot of the, the kid stuff, it was the same bit over and over again where, where mm-hmm. they're trying to kill Hulk Hogan and run him off uh, from, from being the nanny and everything. Okay, I get it. Um, like the, the closing stretch was great. I'm going four stars for Mr. Nanny. Okay, so, you're, so you went seven on yes. Suburban Commander. Yes. That is very disrespectful. <laughs> oh, I'm, very, I'm very mad right now. I mean, look, you make good points. Granted, the first hour of the film is one bit repeated a hundred times. I'm aware that is an issue for most film viewers. <laughs> but man, I just... Um, the, the amount of stuff this gave me to smile at was... Extra- <laughs> like The first 20 minutes, I think I was just thinking about when Hogan started looking like this. I was not sure. Then I started thinking he was better acting. Then I went the hard way and was like, oh no, it, he's starting to fall off. And just as my interest started to kind of wane, I see Silverhead, man. It's shiny head. <laughs> he had a plate. He had a plate on top of it. It was... This was wonderful. I'm disappointed in you, but I understand. We all see different things. It's fine. Layers, right? We see them differently. Absolutely. Look, this was an Okada film. Suburban Commando was a Tanahashi film. If you're no, comfortable... No, stop right there. Stop right there. No, we're not doing that. Do a different one, and I'll accept him be quiet, but not Tanahashi. It's very disrespectful. Direct shot at me right now on the podcast. It will not be accepted. You're planning an invasion behind my back right in front of my I face, am. so I'm, I'm not am. happy about this. You're lucky we're even doing this podcast today after the disrespect you showed me on social media yesterday. Yes, I am. Guys, just so you know, I will be making an appearance in the New Japan Cup. Uh, I'll be doing a run-in at some point. Everything's agreed. And me and Jack Crosby is going to be a guest on, on the pod this week. We, we're shooting an angle, and Jeremy's going to be left to keep the home territory safe. There are no shows right now. A little bit of a blow for Jeremy, I'm going to be honest. But we'll be back eventually, okay? I'm just making it clear we are going to be shooting an angle. So be ready for that. I told, I'm bringing in Charlotte. And once, bow down. Yep, bow down. Hashtag bow down. And once she's in, you guys got to deal with it when you come back and just see how Charlotte and I have dominated the territory. In all seriousness, are we... Look, if Charlotte gets a movie role, we close this down, right? This is the end of the <laughs> season. But that, if she gets a role where she... I don't mean like where she's a cameo and she beats someone up. If she's like the feature of a film like Hogan is in these, I think that's our season finale, man. I think that's it. <laughs> I mean, we close down. We, we're like, yeah, that's it. Peaked. We we cast her in No Holds Barred 2, didn't we? We 100% did. We had Triple H, what, Charlotte. Samantha. Yeah, she was Samantha. I'm I'm 100% certain we cast her in that film. I mean, yeah, that would be, but, you know, believe it or not, I was not seeing that as a realistic uh, thing on the horizon. <laughs> so I'm, I'm with you, but like I've seen her say before she'd like to do stuff in Hollywood. So just know, guys, if you ever see that press release about Charlotte starring in the film, <laughs> it's over. It's over, okay? We're, we're out here. That's our peak. We we cannot uh, like WWE can't afford to lose Charlotte Flair for however long it's gonna take to film a movie. Can you imagine what kind of programming they wouldn't have without her? Yeah. Oh, I'd be wild, man. They'd have to use one of the other twenty five women. It'd just be <laughs> it'd be insane. She was in Psych the movie. I've seen that film. Um, Bow down. I don't. Her role wasn't like huge, but it wasn't small either. Oh wow. Yeah. 
um, from from what from what I recall. John Cena is also in this film. I have no idea what this film is. You've, but you've never very, you've never I'm seen you've never seen like the, the TV show or anything, have you? No. Okay. I don't, I don't know if you would need to see the the TV show to understand. I might pick that in the coming weeks because oh no, a John Cena and Charlotte just double header. The problem is is our our gimmick is like the wrestlers have to be essentially the star of the film. Mm-hmm. And look, I know John Cena and Charlotte they're the star of any film they're in. doesn't matter how long they're in the film, but it's not a great bit. If we're reviewing five minutes of, of them in an hour and a half film. Yeah, it'll be tough. I mean, we've already done an episode in which we just go on a scene, a tangent and discuss his whole career. At length. <laughs> I also think we do that on Thursday. So if you are going to just be careful here, if you are going to pick it, this, just give it some time to breathe a little because I mean, the bow down stuff can get us through quite a lot of time. We've already tried that. It's pretty easy to waste time saying bow down. So <laughs> I think we'll be okay. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I might rewatch it, see how prominent they are, and if I, I feel comfortable that, yeah, we can get enough out of this, I'll have you watch okay. it. Um, okay. Okay. I, I don't trust you with that at all, but I, I have no choice. It's, it's fine. I, I'll accept that as your responsibility. Okay, that's fine. All right. Uh, the film for next week. And I'm, I'm very concerned because it is the runtime is nearly two hours. Uh, okay. But I've never seen this film. We need we need a Dwayne film. We need one. We haven't had one yet. We've got mm-hmm. we Joe. We need it for the Twitter clout at this point. He's gonna see this review. He'll be like, "Great job, guys. Great job, JL, JH. Keep killing it, bros." We need this. We're gonna watch Baywatch. That is the well, Dwayne seen, film. Like, You've seen you Baywatch? Are, and you are a terrible person. <laughs> I've you never seen it. terrible, <laughs> evil co-host. I'm very, very... Look, I'm going to be honest. It could be worse. I'm pretty sure there's a lot worse in his, in his lineup. But oh my. Oh my, is this going to be a pod? This is one I'm marking, folks. Yep. Okay, Baywatch. Okay. Oh, no more comments from me. That's fine. I've never seen this one. I've seen most of his films. I've never seen Baywatch, and I hear it's the worst of the bunch. So, no, it must be worse, right? It has to be. I mean, I was watching. Um, I was in the room while the film was. What's the skyscraper? Is that his? That's, that's yeah, called, that right? that one is over the top, hilariously bad. Yeah, that looked like one of the worst films ever. So I, it's, I think it's better than that, from what I can tell. Um, but it is still a very evil move, and I'm not I'm not happy with this. Uh, but I will plan some true revenge uh, for the week afterwards. I promise. I'm now I'm going to I'm going to study now. I'm going to study. I'm going to look into this. There will be worse on the way. But for now, Baywatch. Okay, fine. I accept it. But you will regret this move, Jeremy. No, you will regret this. Move. That's fair. Look, I, I'll. I put you through the Marine Six. In fairness, I yes. didn't know what I was getting myself into with that either. I thought we could get more with Shawn Michaels in that, and Shawn was like, "Nope, not this time, brothers. You're not getting anything out of me." Um, so that that's fair. I accept it. Whatever you bring upon next week, I accept the punishment. I want to watch Baywatch though. It said the word okay. said by nobody ever. <laughs> Look, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are, like, mad at me right now because they think it's good. Maybe it is good. My recollection is not good. Okay, I'm going to just get for out of now, but I'm open-minded. Um, I will be plotting revenge already, though, even though I, I claim to don't mind already revenge underwear. Okay, <laughs> research team, I'm getting them on it. But it'll be fine. Um, 
I, I just look forward to the tweet. We better get a JLJH deal from this. Otherwise, what is even the point, right? Keep killing it, guys. I, I agree. Look, maybe I'm pandering to to Dwayne with this one, trying to get the, the Twitter bomb from him. Uh, that's okay. I admit it. it I accept it. If we get it, it worked. It was worth it. I've just it. realized. I've just realized, Jeremy. You know we said that Charlotte in a film would be like our peak? Our actual peak is Dwayne Johnson doing an Instagram live and someone being like, do you watch The Distraction? He just does the... <laughs> He does the, uh, what, was, what did he say? He's like, well, of course I of do, course. man. Of course. Man. They're doing great stuff, man. I love it. Like, when we get that point, that's when we actually close it down, just to be clear. So, if you were concerned because Charlotte may actually get a movie role, our actual height is much less realistic. But I think it can happen. If we nail it here, anything's possible. Uh, if I could catch The Rock when he does an Instagram Live, I have no problem just asking that question as, as part of like a and A. I think he'd probably just ignore it and be like, "What's going on?" Uh, so that's not an actual question, but um, yeah, if I can catch The Rock on an Instagram Live, I will one hundred percent ask him that. My like my goals in wrestling are just so small. I, I want to ask the rock if he watches our show. I want to know why they don't use the hashtag bow down for Charlotte segments. And I want to interview WWE wrestlers about uno. Like that's it. I'm not out to get any types of scoops. I want the, the, the lowest bar possible for a lot of this stuff. You also wanted Christopher Lloyd, right? Is that is that yes. not in the goals anymore? Yes. Have you just let that one go now? Uh, I did try to get Ennis Cantor and never heard back from the, the Celtics yeah. PR. Very disappointing. But yeah, if Christopher Lloyd is listening and watching, we'd love to have him on the show to talk um, Suburban Commando, which The Undertaker called the worst film. I want The Undertaker, and I would just want to ask him yes. about Suburban Commando and his, his, his comments his, his disrespectful comments saying it's the worst film ever. I mean, The Undertaker is like very achievable, right? Like, we it can seems also, like, like what I originally thought would be the case with our friend Lufa, I think is now actually the case. With <laughs> I feel like it's very, very possible. But you know, that's another story. My, I just, I'll let my goals here. I, you know, you's open, I'm going to say mine. My intention, guys, is that in a year's time, this is a three-person podcast, and JBL is our third host. Throwing out there now, I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. I'm pretty sure. The show may have to change a little bit. We may have to tackle some different topics, but we're in talks. We're deep in them. Listen, big announcement coming. I'm going to say it now, Jeremy. Big announcement coming. They, we're going to under-deliver on that announcement. You're going to. I'm not promising any type of announcement. Uh, Joseph's oh, promising man. some type of big announcement, and I don't even know what it is. So There's no announcement. I okay. just... I'm imagining a world in which you go from being like, my co-host is always John, and then you just throw a John Bradshaw Layfield, and he's also <laughs> on the call. I mean, I'm sure like most people that have these deals are like, it'd be great if we had, um, I don't know, Daniel Bryan on the pod, and I'm just like, no, nah, man, give me JBL. I want to hear that theme play while he, while he comes. But, you know, we all have dreams, was my point, Jeremy. We all have dreams. There are no big announcements coming, guys. i to be honest. Our big announcements, we kind of max them out uh, when did we get Ricky Starks on the show? Twelve years ago, or was it? Three yeah, months? it's it's been a while. Uh, that was yeah. when we like first started when we were like doing daily, and then daily yeah. delved into what we're doing now. Yes, that was our big announcement, and since then we're just trying to pick up the pieces, right? It's, you know, it's <laughs> tough. One day maybe we'll get it. if we get this J J H J L deal, <laughs> skyrocket. We're off to a different level. But for now, just accept what you're getting. Okay, bad movie reviews and some awfully uh, tiresome wrestling talk. 
That's what we promote here, right? And TEW, we do have that. We're good at that, I think, at least. We've hit the hour point. Sean says he's amazed oh, that wow. we we have we watch these films and somehow talk about them for an hour. More proof he doesn't watch the product because yes. we rarely talk about these films. Never talk about them. <laughs> Uh, I think the big announcement is you have a feature this week, Joseph. I do. Um, I'm very mad because I want my title to be Bobby Lashley, Why Not Him, Why Not Now, as a reference to the Orlando Magic finals team of, (laughs) I believe, 1995. However, I have realized that the replies to that article will be people that do not click the link and just write, They'll write lengthy explanations as to why not him and especially not now, <laughs> which is not what I want. The article is called Now or Never. For people that watch this show, I'm it's clear. I am not saying now or never in regards to him becoming WWF champion. Please do not reply to me why he should not beat Drew McIntyre. I know. I explain in great detail. It's a very long article. Very tough to write. Bobby Lashley can come on the show anytime. He would also be a good for a host. I think you agree on that, right? Yes. We are friends. He has retweeted my article. Probably won't retweet this one called Now or Never, as I'd imagine he has already taped the match in which he is never. So full disclosure, not expecting a retweet, but guys, please help. Send me money. Uh, uh, click the link. Don't read it. Retweet, like, money. That's what I want. Uh, I don't know when that feature. Have you submitted it? <laughs> um, I think so. Yes, I have. Yes. I have. Okay. So it might be. In I, I wish I had a more confident answer there, but I, <laughs> yes, I can confirm I have submitted the article. Yes. All right, I haven't checked the the schedule uh, since we started recording, so I don't know when okay. it'll run, but it'll run at some point this week. Always read mm-hmm. uh, Joe's features because they are great. Hopefully, Bobby Lashley will retweet this and he will agree I... and he will say yes, I agree with you, Joe Holbert of the Distraction. It is now or never, and I'm going to shoot on Drew McIntyre on Sunday and take what is mine because it is now not never that's the tweet bob i just wrote it for you you're welcome you don't have to send me anything just send that tweet counterpoint retweet the article and then direct message me well guess it was never dot, dot, dot. I'll, be like, <laughs> I'll, I'll counsel you for it bob i promise I will. but yeah look both good ideas just choose one please do one of them bob i know you watch the show i know you're a big fan come on help us out here <laughs> Uh, you can follow Joe on Twitter at JoeHolbert5. Follow me on Twitter at JeremyLambert88. We'll be back on Thursday with Jack Crosby of CBS, Andrew Thompson of Post Wrestling, talking a variety, variety of topics. It is our Wrestle Kingdom, our WrestleMania. It is a two-part extravaganza going down on Thursday. Saturday, the TEW series, the fallout from Backlash. Joe starts the build to his pay-per-view, which I believe is Judgment Day. We taped this like yes. eight months ago. So yes, okay. yes. Uh, the build to Judgment Day is on on the SmackDown brand. Um, while I, th- I actually think this is the week of a shocking death. No. Yes. I think this is the week of the shocking death. I'm sorry okay, to bring look. that up but I'm pretty sure that's this week. Guys, just be ready, okay? It's going to hurt. It's going to be painful. We get through it. So can you. It could be this week. If it's not, take what I just said and remember it next week, okay? Yes. That's all we have to say. It's very sad. It's coming very soon. This death that shook up uh, the WWE universe as we know it. Uh, That's on Saturday. Again, Thursday, two-part show. We'll be back next week to review Baywatch, and we will talk to everybody then. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.